Today's episode of the Finding Light podcast is sponsored by David Pollard at Raymond James Partners Financial Group, which specializes in helping families and businesses manage their investments so that they can spend their time where it matters most. And Tillman Eye Center, which serves Carrollton, Georgia, with a wide range of optometry services in a professional and comfortable environment with staff who care. Hey everybody, and welcome to the Finding Light podcast, where we talk about finding light and happiness despite the dark circumstances we may be facing. I'm your host, speaker and author, Sarah Claudia Tillman, joined virtually by my co-host, Erica Rivers. Hey, hey. Well, we're going to start off like we always do, talking about the best things that happened to us this week. And mine is going to be a little different. I know my producer over here is probably going to get mad at me for this because he (laughs) always tells me to do things that are current. And I know this podcast is going to come out about a month or so after we're recording it. But this news is just too big for me not to share. So this past week, I found out that I am officially accepted to receive a guide dog. And I'm so excited. Yes. And I don't know when this podcast comes out. I don't know what the status of that will be if I already have my dog or I've found out more about what kind of dog I'm going to get. I don't know. But right now, I'm just super excited to know that I'll be getting one. I'm so excited for you. I know. I'm excited. It's going to be a big change. And I know we'll talk about it more in another podcast. And there's a blog Mm -hmm. coming out and all that. But I'm just super excited. I'm super excited for you. Well, mine's not near as cool, but that's okay. <laughs> I joined a gym, so uh-huh. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, they have really good workout classes, and I'm finally going to get my little booty in shape. Yes, well, that <laughs> is a best thing because you know, physical health is does so much for mm-hmm. just your mental state and your outlook and everything. So I think that's yes. that's a really exactly. good thing. Well, thank you. I can't wait to meet your dog whenever you get it. Yes, I'm so excited. He'll love. He will love his auntie Erica. (laughs) Well, today's Bible verse comes from our wonderful guest that I will be introducing in just a second. But it can be found in Matthew five six. It says, "God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied." So that is so good, and I'm so eager to hear from our guest today because she really is someone who does hunger and thirst for justice. So today, we actually have Joy Smith-Griffin on the podcast. She's somebody that radiates the love of Jesus from the inside out. She is a wife, a mother, a new author, and a missionary who has traveled to countless countries sharing the gospel of Jesus. All right, Joy, so why don't you just go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners a little bit. Tell us a little bit about who you are and where you're from and what you do. Thank you, Sarah Claudia. It's such a blessing to be with you. And well, my name is Joy. I was Joy Smith. Um, in this community, I grew up out near Tanner's Beach on a dairy farm in the New Hope community. I went to Mount Zion to school. I'm so grateful for my parents um, and my family and uh, coaches, teachers. We were all like a big family, and that was such a blessing growing up. Um, then I went to West Georgia. Then later to Asbury Seminary in Kentucky, which is where I met my husband, Wes. And now we have two children, Hannah and Caleb. You mentioned your husband, and you're a missionary, and you and your husband started the International Leadership Institute. Tell us a little bit about that, the mission, and kind of how it got started. Well, it's 20 years old. Uh, Actually, in 1998, which is a little more than 20 years, is when we 
really felt the Lord put it on our heart. And the, the vision or the mission is to accelerate the spread of the gospel. And the way to do that all over the world is by training leaders of Christian leaders who then in turn, in their own mother tongue, um, share the same thing in their tribe or city or village. So uh, it's a multiplication ministry. And we just stand in awe at what God has done. We began in 2000 with just one conference, and um, now every year there's 900 or 1,000 conferences with, you know, now we're close to half a million people that have been trained that we know of, and it's it's spreading. So we are grateful. Wow. That's amazing, and it, it's something that is so needed in this world, just spreading the gospel and, and talking about Jesus. And I know that you have so many stories, which we're going to get to those a little bit later, but I want to start off with the story that impacted me so much when I heard you speak for the first time, I guess it was about three, maybe close to four years ago now. Mm -hmm. And that is your story of healing, your testimony and I know it started off with your love for softball. So tell us a little bit about that day and what your life looked like for the next 18 months. It was just after college, and I was playing on a women's softball team. And for some reason that season, we had won everything. And so we were in the championship game. And so I need to tell you what I, why I did what I did, or otherwise it would look me, make me look stupid. <laughs> but um, it was the bottom of the ninth inning of the championship. And my team was up by one run. And we had two outs on the other team. So we just needed one more out to win everything. But the complication was that there were runners on second and third base. So if the ball got through the infield on the ground, it would be all over. We would lose. So this this was the, the critical play. So we're in the field just hoping for the easy out, you know, a strikeout or a mm-hmm. pop fly. But it was great for the other team, horrible for us. The, the pitcher threw the ball and the runners were going and the batter swung the bat and just connected with a beautiful line drive for them like a rocket headed to the ground. So I ran as fast as I could and dove in. I never dreamed I had a chance to get to the ball. But guess what? The good news is I caught the ball. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just like an ice cream cone at the end of my glove, just barely there. So it was off the ground, though. So it was a win. But as soon as I hit on my front, for some fluky reason, it ripped everything away from the bone in my back. And so Mm. I was instantly paralyzed. Oh, my goodness. And it was a long 18 months. They took me to all the doctors, not just here in the southeast, but just throughout the country. And everyone really tried, but there was nothing they could do to help me. So the real bottom line is that I would never be able to walk again and never be able to have children. During all that time, I never had a period because on the inside, my ovaries, uterus, everything was in the wrong places. Mm -hmm. So... My mama made a pallet, and somebody had to just sit with me all the time. It was very embarrassing and also humiliating and depressing. Um, So they fed me with a straw, and then when I needed to go to the toilet, of course, I couldn't move, so somebody had to put a bedpan under me. So it was just a horrible time. And the doctors finally said after several months, we've put off telling you the inevitable because you were young and had your whole life ahead of you, but you'll never be able to walk again and never be able to have children. So that's where I found myself. Uh, and how old How old were you? I was 22, 22 when I got hurt. So I was, I missed part of 22. I missed all of 23 and then part of 24. Oh my goodness. But you say you missed it, but there was something that God was doing oh, you're during right. all that time. Yes. And that's the best part of the story. Because after about a year, 
in my little country church, the Lord sent this precious older man who was a retired Methodist preacher named Howell Hearn. He was from this community, and he and his wife moved back home to retire. And so he was willing to come and be the supply preacher for my little church. And he is who came. He was being a great pastor, going to visit all the shut-ins and older folks that, that couldn't come to church. And then he came to see me. And it's a long story, but a precious story of how he then explained to me what it meant to be completely surrendered to Jesus. Because I had asked Jesus in my heart when I was 12, and that was very real. But on through high school and even college, as I read my Bible, I thought, my life doesn't look just the way I see Jesus here. And and I had all these questions. And so he was so helpful day after day. He came and and patiently explained the Bible to me and what it means to, to be forgiven for our sins, the outward sins we commit. But he said, Joy, your problem is your heart. It's the ego and pride in your heart. And the Bible says that needs to be sanctified or purged or washed or cleansed. The Bible uses a lot of different words. But he said, and when, when that happens, then then God can fill you with himself, the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. So um, the best part of the story is even though while I was laying on the floor and could not move, I really did get to the point that I said, Jesus, I want you to have everything, all of my heart. And so my heart was really radically changed, Sarah Claudia. I mean, suddenly, even though I couldn't physically move, I thought, I I love people in a different way than I have before. So that's the important part of the story. Mm. I think it's interesting that in a time in your life where you physically had to surrender everything over to other people, mm-hmm. God was also calling you to surrender your heart to him and, and your life yes. to him. And I kind of draw some parallels to my story because in a time where I was very distracted by worldly things, mm-hmm. I was yeah. put in a position when I lost my sight that, you know, God took all those distractions away so yes. that I would only focus on him. So it's kind of interesting how he does that. Yes. Yeah. Very similar. That's yeah. Yeah. And I, I wanted to get, I was just thinking about this too. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day who was asking me about my blindness and, and she said, you know, do you think God plans these things? Do you think he knows, you know, what, what your life's going to look like? And I had a hard time answering that. So I, mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to get your perspective. I, I want, I like to think that God allows these things to mm-hmm. happen, but not necessarily maybe that he plans for these bad things yeah. to happen, but he allows it so it can be used. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can glorify him. I think so too. I really do. I mean, I don't have all the answers, but, mm-hmm. but I've many times thought, I don't believe I ever would have physically have taken the time to slow down enough to really be hungry enough for God, mm-hmm. you know, when I was doing my everyday kind of things. Maybe that's that's true for you, too. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know. I, I do think it's allowed, as you said, but not that it's planned necessarily. But I've often wondered, too, maybe it's because when I was healed, which I know we haven't gotten to that yet, but that God knew that every time I ever share, it, people like to hear about healing because that sounds sort of like the spectacular, you know, mm-hmm. like the wow. But that's not the most important thing God did, even though I'm very thankful that I can physically move again. The important thing is what He did in my heart and and that I'll always say that. And maybe I thought maybe that is why, because just like now, you have a platform that you might not have had before, exactly. and God's used you mightily. Exactly. And um, we're going to get to that part of the story. And I know that's, that's why everybody's listening, but I, I, that's such a a good distinction that I always like to make in my speeches, because obviously I haven't been healed physically, Mm -hmm. but I was healed, you know, spiritually, God healed my heart. And sometimes that is more of what we need. Right. Me too. I agree. 
This segment of the Finding Light podcast is brought to you by Plaza Home Care, a medical supply and equipment company located in downtown Villarica, where they are big enough to serve you and small enough to care about you. Plaza Home Care is committed to providing you and your family with quality medical equipment such as CPAP compression hoses, walkers, lift chairs, and more. The staff are sure to earn your trust as they listen to your needs, follow through on their word, and provide incomparable levels of customer care. I know the owners of Plaza Home Care personally, and trust me, you are sure to receive just that and much more. For more information on Plaza Home Care, visit the Sponsors tab at sarahclaudia.com. So you were, you're laying on that pallet and, you know, your heart had been opened up to Jesus and you were kind of on fire for God. So tell us what happened next. Well, and actually in Carroll County, for those that they're listening that are from this area, they would know that there are still three little camp meetings, three little Methodist churches in this county that, that takes place every summer. And my family always went to those, but obviously I could go nowhere at the time. But my parents brought the newspaper for me to see because they held it upside down for me to, <laughs> to see. The evangelist was an older man, like a grandpa kind of age to me, and his name was Tom Barrett. I'd never heard of him, and he was from South Georgia. But the the thing that caught my attention was that the the guy who was going to be the youth director for the week, and his photo was in the paper, had been a friend of mine. And we had been searching spiritually together some years before. And I was so excited. By now, my friend lived all across the state um, in Augusta or near Augusta. So I said, please, to my parents, take me. I've got to tell him and his wife what Jesus has done in my heart and that it is real. And um, so the only time in a year and a half that I went anywhere except to doctors or the specialists was that day. My parents picked me up, laid me in the back seat of the car, and drove me over to Union Camp Meeting. And in the background, you could hear people with their sleeping bags coming in. They're coming in for camp, and there's a lot of activity. But they laid me on the little cement slab. It was just like maybe three feet by three feet little porch for the preacher's cabin, where they would just be there for a week. And I was sharing with my friend. And then suddenly, a car pulled up just a few feet away, and it was the older man, the preacher, that's going to be the evangelist. And they shake hands and say, I'm glad to meet you, and glad we'll pray for each other. We're going to be working together. And then Brother Tom sees me and that I can't move, and he asked what had happened. So my friend explained to him, and I thought he would be like other people, Sarah Claudia, like most people that found out, called on the phone or even came to see me would say, oh, too bad, so sad. We're so sorry this happened to you because there was no hope of any change, just nothing. And um, I thought he would be like that and just say, I'm so sorry this happened to you. But instead, very gently, he was such a precious, humble man. He said, well, have you ever asked God to heal you? And to be honest, that just took me back. I I wasn't expecting that at all. And so to be honest, at first I thought maybe he's a quack. Like, like, where did this come from? (laughs) But then he dispelled that because before I could respond, he said, honey, I don't understand healing. And I don't understand why some people are healed and some are not. And I don't understand why we go to church and pray for somebody and then maybe they die next week. He said, but I just know that everywhere in the Bible they brought people to Jesus, he healed them. And the Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he said, over in the book of James, it says, call on the elders and pray, and I'm just willing to ask for you. So he was very humble, no pressure, just very thoughtful and kind and was willing to pray. So I said, yes, sir, I want you to pray. But I'm confessing here for all your viewers or listeners, I had no expectation. Yeah. I was in constant pain. I, I was grateful for him to pray, but I I didn't expect anything to change. And I don't even know all the words he said. He was so gentle in his prayer. But somewhere in the prayer, he said these words. He said, 
Matthew 18, 19, Jesus is talking and says, if two of you agree on earth touching anything, it will be done to my Father in heaven. He said these words. He said, I agree with joy that it's done. And I'm telling you, I don't think there was any agreement on my part, <laughs> to be honest. But when he said those words, I suddenly was just felt numb. The, the sharp pain was gone. And I remember, honest, it it felt so good to not hurt that I thought maybe if I'm asleep and dreaming, but maybe nobody will ever wake me up. It was mm-hmm. just so wonderful to be relieved. But then he, the next words I heard was he said, well, did anything happen? And I said, I don't know. Then he said, well, can you move anything? And so I'm not sure why I did it this way, but I jumped up and I did jumping jacks and I ran <laughs> in place and I did a back bend. It was like a little gymnastics routine. Oh, so Jesus healed me just instant. Suddenly, it's like the man in Acts chapter three, just just a really big miracle. So amazing. And and you say there was no agreement on your part, but I, I'm sure you knew deep down in your heart that God could yes, do that. But yes. it's hard to it's hard to think, you know, yes. but will he do this? That's right. That's true. And I always I want to always say this and see, that's why I pray for you, Sarah Claudia, because I don't understand why it hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. But I'm still believing that it maybe it will in the yes. future, you know, because yes. God's using you now in this way. Mm-hmm. But but I always want to say that I believe the way God normally heals is gradual mm-hmm. and I, it's not usually instant like mine was at all. I mean, it's a real miracle. Mm-hmm. And it, he uses doctors and medical people to have the brains to diagnose and treat and to yeah. the chemical people to put the chemicals together for aspirin or Advil or chemotherapy. Uh, so I believe that's God's normal way. But but in my case, it was different. Even a few hours after he prayed, I could run. The next morning, I ran a couple of miles. The next <laughs> week, I went down to Noonan and ran in a 10K race. It was like nothing had ever happened. Oh, and by the way, I started my period just a few hours oh, after he prayed, which meant nothing to me at the time. Right. But now, after, then after I met my husband, you know, yeah. now God's given us two babies that are not medically supposed mm-hmm. to be here. So a lot of people got saved. The medical doctors were blown away. God really used it. But again, I think it's because it gave me a platform to say the big, big thing is the healing of my heart rather than my physical yes. body. Yes, because I love that you were so willing to go share what God had done in your life and in your heart, even before you were healed. I mean, you were there while you're still laying on that pallet, mm-hmm. while you still couldn't move and while you were still in pain wanting to share about Jesus. So I think that's really what's what's amazing. And, and God saw that. And he also saw, well, this is a, a wonderful way for me to show my power as well. So yes, it's I amazing. Agree. Well, after that, you, you know, you said you got up, you ran, you got married, you had some kids. And mm-hmm. along the way, you became a missionary and you traveled all over the world. You've been to what, over 80 countries? Yes. And I'm just a little farm girl from Carroll County. It's just, <laughs> I'm in shock about that. But well, what are, I know you, it's hard for you to answer what are some of the favorite places you've been, but maybe what are some of the most different, some of the most shocking places mm-hmm. you've been? Oh, uh, wow. Uh, different and shocking. And they're also, every culture is so different. The jungle, the Amazon jungle mm-hmm. is so different and um, exciting to me because it's sort of the unknown. Um, actually, underground places like communist China and mm-hmm. Pakistan and Cuba, pl- places where people are persecuted for the gospel and we had to hide underground, you know, to even meet somewhere um, is is difficult, but but so fulfilling because the gospel is is moving, the spirit of God is moving, and those people are really paying the price. Um, so, of course, different cultures like Africa and India and even some then European countries all over the globe. It's amazing how God has made it so um, diverse, but yet our hearts are all the same. So the opportunity is there to share the gospel. And I'm sure it makes you appreciate, too, how 
how good we have it here, even uh, though sometimes, yes. you know, we think things are falling apart, but how, how blessed we are to live where we are. Have you ever been just in, I'm sure you have, but situations where you're just so scared, maybe, um, yeah. things have happened. And I, I'm sure you talk about some things like that in your book, which we're about to get to, yes. but yes, there are, but, but, it, um, when I really believe I'm supposed to be there, somehow the Lord really just helps me in the moment. And then maybe later <laughs> after the danger is over and I look and go, Jesus, who prayed? Because usually I'm saying, Jesus, please wake somebody up <laughs> to pray, please mm-hmm. to hold that rope for me. And then, then when the miraculous happens, because maybe I am willing to go into the unreached, it's like, oh, wow, Jesus, who prayed? Because look what you did in their hearts. So, yeah. So I, I know we've, we've teased it a little bit talking about it, but you have a book out that, that shares your testimony and you know, some, some of the experiences you've had called Jumping for Joy. So tell us a little bit yes. about that and the inspiration for that and how that came to be. For several, for many years, actually after I was healed, people began to say when I would maybe share in a church or at a Bible study, um, you must write a book or do you have a book? And, and I honestly just laughed because I said, I'm not a writer. It takes too long. I, <laughs> you know, I, 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 and I thought they were just being kind to me. And then, um, as people heard mission stories that they would say the same thing. And actually maybe five or six years ago, I got really convicted in my heart because I thought I need to, I do need to write it down for my children, for Hannah and Caleb to never forget God's faithfulness, but also maybe it could be helpful to others because I've been in situations before, maybe like with demon possession, uh, far out in a village, a faraway village in Africa, and there was nobody to speak English. I couldn't talk to anybody. I didn't know what to do. And then I was saying, God, you've got to help me. And I remembered something I had read from a missionary's testimony or maybe shared, you know, verbally. And I thought maybe this could be helpful for others down the road. So that was the reason for um, for my writing. Yeah, it's I mean, it's definitely a story worth sharing. And I know I can't wait to get to listen to it. It's it's available in print, but it's also going to be available in audio as well soon, which I'm excited about. But what's what's kind of the biggest message that you want people to get from from reading about your testimony and your experiences? You know, I think I think just a short answer would be hope in the power of God to do the absolute impossible. For my physical body, it was impossible. For my heart, it was impossible for me to do enough to change it. And all the the miracle chapter stories that you're going to see in the book or read in the book, um, it it was impossible. And then God did something miraculous. Mm -hmm. So I think there would be hope that even even though the circumstances seem impossible or the situations that God is faithful and and He can move and He wants to, I think, for us. Yes, and not just hope that, you know, He'll make these huge changes in your life, but even just hope that he'll give you joy where you are, just like he gave to you when you were in that situation where you were still paralyzed and he gave you that joy to want to share. I mean, that's, that's enough hope just to get you through the hardest moments. Yeah, that's right. So, and I know you shared with this with me previously that I think your daughter actually did the, the cover art for your book. Yes. Um, our, our son, Caleb is actually in Texas and he works for Texas A&M now, but he does video, uh, producing for the 12th man productions, which is their athletic department. So he's there, but our Hannah is here in Carrollton and she's a fine artist and she, drew or she painted, I should say, sorry, she painted the cover from a photograph of me. Actually, I was in uh, Patagonia a year ago in February and I was on, I had climbed the top 
to the top of the mountain and I was like jumping. And so Hannah mm-hmm. actually thought of the name of the book also because yeah. I had thought of something different for a few years. And Hannah and I said, I didn't want my name on it. And she, Hannah said, but mama, your name is good to play off of. And Jesus healed you. And now you can run and jump. So you could be jumping for joy. So yes. that's where the name came from. And I'm really proud of her for doing the cover art. Well, it describes your your story perfectly and you perfectly because you, I mean, you are your name. You're the epitome well, of joy. You. It's because so, of Jesus. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Thanks. Well, when we end each podcast, we always like to talk about the pieces of light, which are kind of like the the takeaways or the, the blessings that we find out of a dark situation. Mm-hmm. And I think your whole story is a piece of light, but do you have one lesson that God has taught you through everything you've been through that you'd like to share? One of my favorite scriptures is Matthew 5, 6. And that's what my little preacher helped me with at the very beginning when he first came to see me. And and it's Jesus speaking on the Mount of the Beatitudes. And he says, blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And at that point, he said, joy, I know you're hungry and Jesus can fill you. And that's a precious take, not takeaway. It's just truth from the Bible, because I can testify that that's been so true in my heart and life. And not just about my heart, but in other areas too. So I pray that the book will will be that too, that if you're hungry, that God really can fill us with himself, but also that joy and peace, but also hope and that he is faithful. So. And God, I, I was just, it's funny that we're having this conversation right now because I was just studying my Bible study about joy, the fruit of the spirit, joy, and how God truly is the, the source of that joy. And you know, when we're apart from him, it's really impossible. I mean, I've, the hardest times that I've had with my blindness are times when I've distanced myself from God. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just impossible to face even the Mm -hmm. hardest of situations, but also just every day Yes. (laughs) without him and without that joy that he can provide. So it's amazing. And your story is amazing. And before we end, share with everybody where they can get your book, because I know that's exactly what everybody's going to do after they finish this podcast. Well, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Well, they can contact me through email or my Facebook is Joy Smith Griffin, but they also can go to joygriffin.org. And it's a web page that where you can click on to order the paperback book. And you also can click on it to order Kindle. And as you said, very soon, it's in the production right now, is going to be the audio. That's not there yet, but it will be as soon as that comes out. So joygriffin.org. And actually in Carrollton, Horton's on the Square has copies also. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being here. I know it was such a blessing to everybody who listened. I'm so honored. Thank you for the invitation. Wow, that was such a good conversation. I know I was blessed by it, and I know our listeners will be blessed by it, too. Erica, what did you think about it? Yes, well, first off, Joy really is the epitome of her name, Joy. I've never met somebody that actually shows her name quite like her. Oh, yeah. She knows to her mom and dad. Yeah, she was named perfectly when she was born. I mean, I can hear it in her voice. She's just the epitome of joy. Yes, she's just so joyful. I would almost want to say happy, but it's just joy. And it's only joy that can be found in the Lord. But I actually got to meet Joy last week, which was really cool. And she gifted me her new book, Jumping for Joy. And I'm sure y'all heard a little bit about that. But I really cannot put that book down. It is seriously a page turner. I cannot stop reading it. But what really has struck me through the previous conversation and through reading her book is that she only focuses mainly on her spiritual healing. And she doesn't just talk about the physical healing. Even though she has one of the coolest stories 
in all the world. She doesn't brag about it. She really, really tries to keep it focused on God and what he can do for all of us in our hearts. And in her book, she actually says this. I'm going to quote her for a second because I cannot say it any better than she does. She says, I am forever grateful to be able to stand on my own two feet and witness to people about the healing power of Jesus. But for me, the most important thing God did was to transform my heart. Every one of us needs a heart transplant, the heart of Jesus to fill us with a love unlike any other. So, SC, what do you think about that Mm. quote? Because it blew me away. Yeah, I, I mean, I love that. I love everything she says, but I, mm-hmm. I love that quote. And I, I think it speaks a lot to what she said towards the end of the interview where she was talking about hope. And mm-hmm. I think that's the point she's really trying to get across is that no matter what situation we're in, even when she was paralyzed, she still found hope in Jesus. And, you know, it's wonderful that she was healed, but even if mm-hmm. she hadn't been I think she would still have that hope because she she had that spiritual healing before she was physically healed. Yes, exactly. And I, I believe the spiritual healing is what allowed her to be physically healed. Yeah. And I know you and I have talked about with you, you know, you might not have been physically healed yet, but you've definitely been spiritually healed. And I know you can definitely yeah. relate to joy. Yes, definitely. And that was de- that was something we, we talked about, too, because it is something that I always say in my speeches that I prayed relentlessly and I, I still pray for that physical healing. But mm-hmm. I did realize that God was healing me in a different way. And I'm so thankful for that because that spiritual healing is what helps me deal with my blindness every day. And I know that exactly. God has the power to heal me physically, but he has me you know, where he wants me right now, living out his will. And I can do that because of that spiritual healing and because I have the hope and and joy that only God can give. So I am so thankful for that. And Mm -hmm. I'm glad that you read a little bit out of Joy's book, because Mm -hmm. I hope it'll get all of our listeners to go out right now and go buy yourself a copy. But thank you guys so much for joining us today and listening. Mm -hmm. Be sure to go get Joy's book and also to follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Sarah Claudia Ministries and head over to my website, sarahclaudia.com and you can check out my blog there and my devotion videos, my podcast, every, <laughs> everything lives over there. So go check it out. Yes, everything. And if you're not already subscribed to the Finding Light podcast, please do so because you really don't want y'all to ever miss an episode. But as always, we pray that y'all will continue to find light regardless of your circumstances. See y'all next time.